I need you to sit down and just listen. This is harder than I thought. Welcome to the Fight for Love podcast, the show where we talk about empowerment, health, and training. Today is going to be a little bit different, and I honestly didn't think I would do this show this soon, but well, here we go. Welcome, guys. I'm so glad you're joining me today in this very, very personal podcast that I'm doing this time. It's about the question, how I got into martial arts. Honestly, something that I didn't think would be something you guys would want to know. But uh, shout out to my LinkedIn community at this point, because um Somebody actually messaged me and told me, Tanya, how did you get into martial arts? I bet there's a an interesting story behind that. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't think it's going to like people will be interested in that. Um, but I did a post and asked you guys on LinkedIn um, if you wanted to know my story and if you were interested in how I got into martial arts. And a lot of you said yeah, I am. Actually, that would be nice to know. So <laughs> that's cool. Thank you guys so much for being that <laughs> interested in my story. That's, um, I feel honored, honestly. So I thought, I'm just going to tell you my story, right? How I got into martial arts. Um, easy. But then somebody started to comment on how I'm a good or great her words were great. Thank you so much. A great role model for young girls and women. And um, that my story would surely be interesting to them. And then another woman um, that I'm connected with on LinkedIn commented. She said, well, you know what would be interesting for me? I wonder if there was like a key moment that made you get into martial arts. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Actually, there are some. And this thing, this story that I thought was going to be an easy one, suddenly became scary and hard to tell. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I don't know if I want to go public with that, but or if I'm ready to do this yet. And... um it went on with the same woman saying that, well, um, let me back up a little bit because I said, yes, there might have been some key moments. Um, she answered to that with, well, then it might be even more important you tell your story and let others know and show others how to stand up and how to empower them and empower themselves and... um She's right. So here we go. Um, I would like to put this story into three parts. And I know this podcast is going to be longer than my normal ones. So I hope you make it through. <laughs> um, anyways, I want to do the first part is just my story on 
on ordinary things, on me living my life and getting into martial arts by chance. Um, the second part is going to be how one of my best friends influenced me to go a step further with the martial arts. Um, actually going into fighting. And um, the third part is going to be my personal, like really personal um, story of things growing up and um i know you're all y'all want to hear that part right please don't skip to the end um listen to me uh it's like uh three major puzzle pieces coming together so again thank you for being here with me and sharing this with me and uh, here we go with part one so i was a couch potato when i was 25 or around 25. I've always been doing sports and um, I loved sports, but I was always also naturally lazy and maybe um, a little too baked all of the time. Yes, I did smoke weed when I was younger. Um, and I just got comfortable, you know. But one day I realized I gotta do something. Like, this is not good. I, sh I should get into sports again. It's a good thing to do. So... I decided to look out for something to do. And I actually wanted to do basketball because I did that in the United States before and um, in Switzerland kind of. And um, I was looking for things but didn't really find um, a club that I liked. And all of a sudden I had this flyer. Like one day I had this flyer in my mailbox of Wing Chun. Wing Chun is like a form of Kung Fu. I didn't know that back then. I just saw Wing Chun self-defense and it was close to where I lived. So I was like, you know, why not check it out? I mean, I might as well do something like do sports and move my body and might as well learn how to defend myself because for some reason I always wanted to. Um, maybe to back that up a little bit. Um, I was always a tomboy. Even as a kid, I was always, I always wanted to be tough. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be um like all my role models in the in the cartoons and in the movies and um i wanted to be a little superhero and i wanted to be a strong girl like i've been called a boyish girl <laughs> often which is sad because i mean girls can run around and be tomboys right anyways um yeah i always wanted to be strong so um back to my couch potato phase when i decided to do um, this self-defense, Wing Chun, Kung Fu kind of thing. Even though I don't like the term self-defense in this nowadays. But looking back, well, I didn't know back then. But anyways, I went into training and um, yeah, it was fun. Even though I realized when I had to do a form, like a Kung Fu form, um, I had to do like a sidekick. And um, I couldn't lift my foot higher than my hip, like not even close to my hip height. I was 25. So for any of you out there who think <laughs> uh, you can't get like stretchy and when you when you get older, it's that's not true. Like you can always improve. I mean, I'm 36 now. It's 11 years later and I, I could freaking kick you in the head while you're standing next to me. So don't worry, there's still time. <laughs> and um, my teacher liked to experience with some techniques on the floor too. And I really liked that. I realized and I started to realize that every time I went into the kind of fighting thing of the martial arts, 
because most of it, what we did was like a choreography of, okay, you grab the arm, you step to the side, you kick his leg. But this teacher actually started um, doing things on the ground and I loved that because it was like, it was so rough. I loved it. And <laughs> um, But I was still pretty insecure back then and I was like, oh yeah, that was fun, but I don't know if I should do that. You know, it was weird. It was weird. But anyway, um, I was at that school for two years and then me and my ex-boyfriend well, at the time um, decided to move. So I was looking for a new school to do Kung Fu. And um, it was funny because one guy that I worked with, I worked in a sports store then and um, he worked in the same store but in a different place. But we had, um, there was a weekend when we went snowshoe hiking because we sold that stuff. So we obviously tested it out too. And he was there too. And um, I talked to him because we, when we talked, we we both um, realized that we were doing Kung Fu, which was funny. So we did a couple of exercises. And um, then he was like, I don't know how we got to that. But he was like, yeah, I live in blah, blah, blah city. Um, and I was like, no way. I'm going to move to blah, blah, blah city. What Kung Fu school are you at? I need to go there. Like, I'm looking for a Kung Fu school. And he's like, no way. I'm training in the, well, I might as well say it, Chinwu Kung Fu school in Ulster, in Zurich. Um, why, why don't you check it out? And that's what I did. We moved to Ulster and we, um, yeah, we checked out that school. And that was cool. It was really awesome. So I started training there. And, um, uh, it was like a couple of months in or a couple of years in. I don't really remember um, when my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend broke up with me out of the blue. Um, one night he came and he was like, well, this is over. And um, that was pretty tough. That was freaking tough for me. Anyway, um, it was like my whole world kind of crumbled and fell apart. It was, um, yeah, it was hard, a hard time, but... Um, I tried to make the best of it after a while. And um, so I was like, I asked myself, okay, what did I always wanted to do, but never had the chance to because I was in a relationship. So I started um, a couple of things. I went to Hawaii. That was really fun. Um, <laughs> but also, because for some reason, he never really wanted to go to Hawaii. And I always wanted to. But anyways, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, I was like, hey, I can train more now. Like I can train almost every night and um, I don't have to be home so I really threw myself into kung fu training and um, what happened is I got to know a couple of people more because I socialized more with the people there right so I went for a beer after or for a coke or whatever um, I stretched with two guys there were two guys in particular they were always like even before when I was still with my boyfriend they were always like hey um you want to go stretching with us after after practice and I was always like no I gotta get home to my boyfriend and um when we were separated these two guys came up to me they were like hey you want to go stretch with us and I'm like I wanted to say no but then I was like you know what why the hell not let's do it and um these two guys one of them became my new boyfriend after a while. Not right then, but after a while. And is to this to this day. And um, the other guy is one of my best friends to this day. So that was fun. <laughs> That's cool. Life is fun sometimes. And um, 
yeah, they talked me into going to train camp with them, what I did. And after that, it just took off. I mean, I just wanted to get better. So I started training my butt off and started training, um, doing like personal trainings with my Kung Fu teacher, um, with weapons. Like I did sword fighting. I did um, with the butterfly Kung Fu knives. I did um, even nunchucks at some point and just different things. I experimented a lot. And that was fun. I even got to train the kids. Like after a couple of years, my Kung Fu teacher was like, hey, um, you know, I was thinking about asking you to be a Kung Fu children's teacher and teach the kids every Monday night. And I was like, awesome, let's do it. So I did that for for um, two years and uh, went to several training camps with the kids and something that was really fun to do a great experience um it ended up being too time consuming but i loved it i really loved doing it but 10 years in i got a little bit bored um i got bored with the kung fu it was like i didn't feel the challenge anymore in it and um there was another factor which brings me to the second part one of my best friends so hold that thought. We're going to go back to this part of the story, but I need to tell you a side story. So when I was 16, I went to the United States and I was obviously coming from Switzerland and um, the school year started and they had this get together with the students. Uh, I think they do this every year at the start of the school semester or school year. Um, they get together with the students and tell them what's new and introduce the new um, exchange students, right? So they introduced me. They were like, yeah, this is Tanya from Switzerland. And what I didn't know that was that there was one girl in the audience who whose grandmother has immigrated from Switzerland when she was a little girl. And... Um, she had grown up with all these stories of her grandmother telling her about Switzerland and um, she was really curious and she was like oh my what are the odds you know there's this girl from from Switzerland a really tiny tiny country in my high school like what the heck <laughs> I have to meet her and she did she sort of tracked me down she keeps joking that she stalked me <laughs> um, she tracked me down and we got along right away and um, she ended up be being my best friend so I was at her house almost every night like a lot a lot a lot and um, yeah we kept in touch to this day and this girl was no other than Misha Tate the former UFC Bantamweight champion so we kept in touch all these years and um, in 2015 or so or 16, she was like, hey, um, you want to come watch me fight? And I was like, yeah, you know, why not? Why not? So I booked a flight to Las Vegas, and I went there in 2016. So a thing about Misha Tate is that she is super humble. She is so down to earth. She is such a nice person, and... um she never brags about her achievements. Like, you never really know what's going on in her life. 
which is great because she's kind of famous so I can just google her and <laughs> know what's going on but um she just never like she's never the type of girl to be like hey listen what I did or listen what I got um so but the by the time I landed in Las Vegas I did not know how big she was getting in that time and how big she actually was at that time because um for those of you who don't know the UFC is a ultimate fighting championship um they do MMA fights they're really big in the United States and um yeah so she has ever since I went to high school with her she has worked on her fighting career and got bigger and bigger and um since Europe didn't really catch up on on MMA fighting as much as the states did I never really got to to realize what actually happened and how she got more and more famous I didn't know she had like a wikipedia um um entry entry something how do you say that wikipedia text about her like there was uh, she you could wikipedia her <laughs> and um yeah so but i mean i was like hey that's nice but when i went to las vegas and uh her parents picked me up and we drove through the city and i saw her freaking face on the buildings on the casinos everywhere i was like what the hell is happening this girl is big i had no idea i had no idea She did have her, have her fight at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, which is huge. I mean, they had so many celebrities there before and um, all the, the fights and the boxers and the MMA um, superstars, of course, which she was too at that point. Um, actually, was her fight was a championship fight. So it was the one where she competed um, with, she fought with um, Holly Holmes. And she actually won. She won the title. She won the belts. And it was so emotional. Like, I had no idea. I didn't know a lot about fighting back then. Um, but the energy and and the whole atmosphere and everything, it just, it was hypnotizing. It just took me in. I watched her fight and I just thought, this is crazy. This is Like, it did something to me. Like, it was, I was like, I want to be able to do that. And um, it ended up being a crazy week. Um, obviously, she won. We went party. And we just had a crazy VIP week in Las Vegas. It was so awesome. Thank you so much, Misha. If you hear this, you are awesome. I love you, girl. Anyway, um, when I came back to Switzerland... Everything that had happened, like the fights that I watched, not only Misha's, but all the other fights, it just wouldn't let me go. Like it wouldn't let go of me. It was just, I thought about it constantly. And then this voice inside of me started nagging me. Tanya, you should fight. Tanya, you have to fight. Tanya, you need to fight. <laughs> and it got louder and louder. And I ignored it for the longest time. I was like, this this is crazy. Like, I don't even know how to fight. Um, but the voice wouldn't stop. It was like an annoying five-year-old just always pulling your sleeve, being like, hey, 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 do this. Hey, 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 there's this thing. Hey, hey, are you looking? Are you watching? Hey, 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 hey. I couldn't make it stop. 
So go back with me to this, the last part of story number one. Me being bored with the Kung Fu because there was no challenge in it, right? What actually my Kung Fu school had started a couple of years ago was they did Muay Thai. But since it was new, there was only beginners in that class. But so it wasn't like super hard because we all learned. We were all in the learning beginners process. But um, it was fun because it was kicking. It was punching like really glo- like with real boxing gloves on. It was really like getting into combat. And I loved that. And I have been doing this for five years, I think. When this little kid started nagging me, being like, hey, you have to fight, you have to fight, you have to fight. And after, I don't know, was it one or two years, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, okay, okay. Um, I went to my teacher. I was like, dude, I need to fight. Sign me up. The thing was, though, my Kung Fu school was not experienced in having fighters go to fights. They didn't even have fighters. (laughs) I was the first one. So uh, my Kung Fu teacher was like, yeah, okay, um, find a place to go and uh, find a place to fight at. Um, so I did. And in the end, because they, they didn't know really what to do and how to, to do it, I kind of organized everything myself, my boyfriend helping me and coaching me and and um, being my official coach <laughs> in, in the story. And um, we trained for the fights pretty much ourselves and prepared for the fights and um for the fight was just one that was enough (laughs) we prepared for the fight and um yeah then I went and fought and that's a different story let me know if you're interested in that one I'm not going to tell it now but I just I fought and um it was crazy it was fun but after that, I realized that my style was not, uh, my technique was not good enough yet. So I realized I had to go to a kickboxing school because I fought K1 kickboxing. And um, I knew I had to quit Kung Fu and get into kickboxing if I wanted to make this work. So that's what I did. And I have been making smaller fights ever since, like um, more f- fun fights I call them fun fights they're like not not as strict you're you're not encouraged to do KO punches and stuff it's more like um kind of playful fighting you kind of just um it's about the experience and not about like knocking someone out or something um which I I, I'm fine with you know when you go into a fight you know what you're getting yourself into but I like the play fights kind of as um working towards another fight like another real fight and kind of get experience and yeah anyway that's how I got into kickboxing okay so now let's move on to part three me as a kid and as a kid growing up so I mentioned before I was a tomboy and I wanted to be strong physically and mentally and I just always I was I'm just that's just how I am. I was fascinated with everything that involved a hero, every story that involved a hero that overcame something or fighting. Um I liked the old Kung Fu movies when they were on on TV. Um, I like the Shaolin stuff. 
and actually I was in the Shaolin um, temple. I have trained in the Shaolin temple when I was, I forgot to mention that, when I was in Kung Fu, because my Kung Fu school had connections to the Shaolin temple, which is really cool. So I have had the honor to train with the Shaolin multiple times. I have been in Henan, China, in the Shaolin temple and trained there. And we have had um, monks come to Switzerland and train us a couple of times. Um, one of these times was in training camp. And um, oh my God, guys, it was the hardest camp ever. They don't stop. They just make you do things even when you think you're done you're not you're done when they tell you and that's like never but anyway um that was a really cool learning learning experience um i would not wish the shaolin training to anybody for a longer period of time because as a trainer um no it's not healthy for your body it's gonna sooner or later it's gonna break you like um make you get injured permanently or just damaged from all the hard work, hard training. But um, to do it just for a little while and just get to know your your boundaries and go beyond them, that's pretty cool. But anyway, back to the other story. And um, back to what that woman said, like, was there a key moment that made you go into martial arts? And um, when I think about it, I think... I think I would have gotten into martial arts even if I wouldn't have experienced what I experienced, what I'm going to tell you, but um, it probably did play a role in my decision to do so, so and my decision to want to learn how to defend myself. So when I was about 10 years old, an adult man came up to me and he kissed me and... It wasn't like a kiss, kiss. It was like a French kiss, kiss, like with with tongue. So this adult man kissed, tongue kissed me, a 10-year-old girl. And um, I don't want to tell you too much about the details because, um, yeah, just because. Um, but what I can tell you is that it feels awful that it feels yucky that no child should have to tongue kiss an adult man and um, that even though it's quote unquote only a kiss it makes you feel scared it makes you feel insecure and most of all it makes you feel ashamed and um, so ashamed that I have not been able to talk about this for a long time I started talking about this like two years ago so I carried this with me for a long time and um, kind of buried it. And I'm amazed on what a thing like this can do mentally or um, can do with somebody. Can do with a kid and can how, how it can influence an adult woman. And um, I mean, there's a million things worse than this. And I don't even want to know like how that feels and um my heart goes out to everybody who has ever experienced something like this and beyond because let's be honest there's so many worse levels of what i've experienced and um 
no child should experience that. And even though it's just about a kiss, if my experience can, or me sharing this can help somebody else to step forward, it's worth it. And um, I'm going to keep fighting for empowerment and for self-defense for women, for men, and for children. Because I want to stop this. Or at, le or at least make it something that that doesn't occur as often. So, yeah, that's that. Um, when I was 13, I went to a school where the boys, like it was one year of school that I did. And um, the boys there, they, you know, they were adolescents. Um, they made a game out of tackling the girls and grabbing their boobs. And um, that's not fun either. I mean, they kind of made it made it seem like a game. And um, I know everybody tried to laugh it off, but it was more than that. Um, I feel like it was about power too. And especially one boy, he would just scream and just tackle us to the ground and kind of trying to grab our boobs and um, I was pissed I was so pissed I was like no uh, -uh. you're not doing that with me so what I always did was I fought back I had no idea how and I never hit anybody that's where I, that's actually where I <laughs> didn't cross didn't want to cross a line I knew if I was gonna hit that boy it was gonna be I was gonna get in trouble um even though I should have, like, honestly, I should have, looking back, but anyway, I was insecure back then, I just said that before, but I, I wrestled him, so he would tackle me, and I would just start wrestling him, and, and, um, that helped me, like, I know it didn't do a lot with him, like, it didn't really help him, um, if anything, it even got him more, um, body, what do you say, like, more, um, body closeness <laughs> but I didn't care I just wanted to get my energy out I wanted to get that that anger out and I wanted to to sort of hurt hurt him without getting myself in trouble so um yeah you always had to watch your back and um that wasn't fun either and I remember then I thought this is shitty like I I don't want this I want to learn how to fight. I want to learn how to defend myself. This can't like this can't be happening. This is not okay. And so, yeah, I guess I mean, I guess because ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be strong and blah blah. Um I think I would have gotten into martial arts anyways, but maybe these two things have played a role and played a part in me being so eager to learn it and to to be able to stand up for myself um physically or um also mentally and um yeah that's my story and if you're still listening thank you a million times for taking the time to listen to my story and I don't know what to say. I don't know how to end this. I'm not going to do the outro because it kind of feels out of place. 
but thank you for encouraging me. Huge shout out to my LinkedIn community for showing me what's important and showing me <laughs> kicking my butt to fight, to stand up once again and fight for what I think is right, fight for love and um, just keep going and keep believing in, in doing what I do and empowering others and in the end that's that's what it's all about so huge thank you and i'll see you next time